a small group of conversationalists and today we are going to talk about change. So from my left we are here with Newton Dunbar. Yes, good afternoon and you said change, is it the banker's type of change with money or is it change in circumstances and places and things and even people, there are many changes that happens. I think we're going for that one, that kind of change. Okay, yes. no change. <laughs> um, come and join us. And Julia is also here to say hello. You need, um, we need to find a way for you both to... Hello. Okay. Um, okay Thank you. And Antonia. Hello. Say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Okay, excellent. And Sasha. Hi. And Ismail. Abraham. Uh, hello. Hello, man. Thank you. And <laughs> Jess. Hello. So, today we are live from the Eastern Curve Garden and our subjects is change, not the kind you have in your pockets, but the, the other kind. Or the bank. <coughs> I went out of the bank. So, Newton, what is the biggest change that's happened in your life? The weather. <laughs> as it affects us all. <laughs> and as we are affected by it, quite um, naturally so. And we are also from nature, so we are affected quite substantially. But apart from that, there are the changes that do take place. Some of them we probably don't even notice because they're changes that we expect to happen. And we ourselves change, even though that's the biggest change that we don't notice. I'll tell you this, other people do. So there's one, there's objective change, and there's two, there's subjective change. And they all contribute to make the final change, which is the end. <laughs> wow, we're going deep, straight in there. Thanks, Newton, um, for bringing the depth at the start of the show. Well, I'm, I'm glad I have contributed a little bit of humor. Yes. Because that's what makes the world go round. Totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, Antonia, what's the biggest change in your life that's happened to you? I think, you know, I will take this what Newton has just said, that it could be a ne negative change or a positive change. It depends on... The change of attitude is very important to me because if if 
you know, in our lives, there will always be change. Changes from a, from a child to a adolescent to adult and to uh, being old. You know, uh, the greatest change is after 42 years of marriage, uh, I lost my husband. I, I could tell you how many months that we were apart. And that was a very devastating for a short period of time. I was wallowing in self-pity because I thought, what am I going to do? And now, on retrospection, I think I'm doing very well, thank you very much. And it's because I was not averse to the change that has happened in my life. I embrace whatever that, you know, was uh, put in front of me that I know that end, like Newton said, end. We know that it's going to happen. It's inevitable for everybody. So it, it, the change, when that happens, you just take it as seasons, that the seasons of life, and, and that is one of them. And it, it, because I have embraced that, because I have come out of my chair and said, right, life must go on. I don't know how many years I have gone, you know, to be. So why do I have to, uh, you know, uh, be be negative? Exactly. So I, that is how I, I solved that problem, that change. And I'm glad that I did. And I'm doing things which enthuses me. I'm, doing, I'm enjoying my life. And I can't go for it. Dean's doing those, yeah? Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm just going to sort out the mic, um, but while I do that, Jess, tell me about the biggest change that's happened in your life. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if it's the biggest change. Uh, oh, I'm not sure if it's the biggest change, but um, two and a half years ago I started playing bicycle polo which is like on a horse but on a bike instead <laughs> um, and what was amazing about that is that I never played sport before and after I started doing that I felt I realised that I could play sport even as a woman or as someone who didn't think they were very sporty and I also met loads of amazing people and it's not just a sport it's a community and now I travel with it I go to tournaments in different countries um, so it was a good change and that it opened it like opened a lot of horizons in my life um, what about you Sasha? Probably when I changed location when I Hello? Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, probably when I moved to I moved to Scotland for university. Um and that was probably the biggest like change like overall in my life because I'd never really been away from home for I've ne- never really been away from home for like that length of time before. So having to make a new life in a completely different city where I didn't have any connections, um, yeah, that was probably the biggest change that I've done. And then I moved to France as well. That was another big change. I think changing cities is very... It's difficult, but it's fun as well. Julia, are you with us? (laughs) Yeah. Juliana, not Juliana. Tell us about the biggest change in your life. The biggest change is getting older. (laughs) (laughs) And how do you how do you deal with that? 
I embraced it. I think it is a blessing. It is a, um, a gift, you know, because many people don't reach my age. So I, I see it as something to, to, to give God thanks and enjoy. So for mm-hmm. all the people that are getting older out there, mm-hmm. what advice would you give? How would you say, what's the best way to embrace change change and getting older and all the things that happen as you get older to your body and to your mentality well they can see it as an as a car brand new car it turns into old it turns into wreck and then you fix it and then you you, you get on you know so. <laughs> <laughs> i like the comparison we're all just cars The radio station is falling apart. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. Okay, we'll keep going. So, Newton, how have you embraced getting older? What, what, what's your secret? I'm the right person to ask, of course, because I think I'm the oldest of this particular crowd here. And of course, I'm old in experiences as well. So, this particular show and what we're doing now is a new experience, coupled with an old experience which also comes on stream, which is my DJmanship, which I've been doing earlier on. But we've come back to the thing that is of the most important headed by Lucia and of course um, the Edge Radio show which has been presented this afternoon Saturday afternoon at the Eastern Curb Garden and of course it's meant to be an enjoyable and very much um well received program but of course sometimes the plans of mice and men the weather has intervened and has at this point even though we look forward to everything increasing but it's kept things in abeyance but then I'm sure that everything will move forward so here I am and here we are and Of course, if anything, we are progressing along the lines that we intended to. The show must go on. The show must indeed go on (laughs) as this radio studio falls apart and we try and put it back together again. But the show must go on, as you say. And that's exactly what we're doing. Um, So the other, I mean, there are personal changes, but the... The, the, the kind of big issue at the moment are the changes that are happening around us in our city and m- most people hate change they don't like it when you know the place they live changes around them and they're having to kind of navigate these changes as new buildings go up as streets change as parks become tower blocks <clears throat> how do we cope with that how do we deal with the changes that happen around us Antonia you see, we've used the word embrace. I, I think you, you have to, see, you have to embrace it, you know. Um, but you, you expect those 
movers and shakers, those people who are making the decisions to think about the people, you know, because the space is for everyone. Take, for instance, a park. I live near two, three parks, actually, and I won't swap it for a, any other place in Hackney because the air is fresher, you know. Uh, you, 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 the, the population is growing, and there, there should be somewhere for people to live. Yes, but in moderation, there should be a balance. You know, people will not um, be be angry or be have opposition to it. If those people who are making the decisions, they are balancing the things. That open space is for everybody, irrespective of your your status or anything. You could go to the park and. Take ownership of a little place, read your book or listen to your music. Nobody will bother you. That shouldn't change. And, and the people who are making decisions, they should take that into consideration. You know, you have to be proactive, uh, you know, in everything. Even getting old, like uh, uh, Newton said, you've you got to embrace it because it's, it's inevitable. So I don't mind what skyscraper or whatever it, as long as there is still spaces for people to you know to commune and 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 to enjoy themselves i i said i live in front of three parks you know before i moved to that place i used to suffer a lot with my chest but since i have been i've not been i i, I take ownership of my life you know, as looking after myself, going in the park, having fresh air, and I'm less of a burden to society. You see, you need that. You need that for people to be able to have good spaces, outdoor spaces that they can really be free, you know, not be confined um, into, into their flats or something and there's nowhere to go. So people should take note about the, how they, they, they use the, the power they've got in, in making things better for everybody. So how, how can we make sure that, you know, these parks and these spaces that are kind of available for everybody, but, you know, like this one, they are in danger of, of disappearing and becoming building blocks how can, what can we do to by being vociferous and not not relenting by 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 telling them that look at how many people that we've seen today in here enjoying and just having a nice time we've listened to music why should they we give them the power that is we should take ownership of of that power and say this is what we want and 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 people i i know they will not say they they wouldn't pay a little bit of tax or something for this sort of place because the benefit outweighs any, any, any disadvantages of it. Look at it. If you, if you live in a tower block and you come to this place today and you spend about two hours here, you, you go home refreshed. You go home energized. You know, the, 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 we have to fight for it. Newton, you are very familiar with this area because you used to have a club over the road. Tell us a little bit about 
how that changed and and you that was quite a big kind of upheaval in your life um when you know that disappeared yeah it's a common <laughs> the common enemy known by a special name and what i've experienced has moved forward into many venues and at the moment is affecting this precious space and those under the one caption who control what is known as real estate think that an estate is the bank balance of whoever and whatever organization is being facilitated but the real estate is the estate that functions naturally on behalf of people and this one is a classic example it's been naturally received by whoever has visited it but of course what's in the often we are aware of also and this is why in this particular case we're all prepared to fight for it because it's an asset which is very much well deserved and appreciated so the real estate under the guise of the name that makes it seem very sub but if you do not deal with it it will do some very distarly things so we are aware of that okay um ismail you uh abraham sorry you're you use the garden a lot tell us about the the things that you enjoy here speak that's you it's you abraham 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 you speak what do you enjoy (laughs) about the garden i i enjoy (laughs) the girls (laughs) other than the girls obviously (coughs) it's a space where everything natural flourishes of course I, I don't blame you, Abraham. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I like gardening. <laughs> My voice coming through? Yes. Yeah. Loud, and, Loud clear. and clear. And everywhere. I like I like I like gardening. <laughs> so I can't understand. <laughs> but you like just, you like what's in the garden better. I like I like I like doing gardening. Because, because, because gardening, because gardening as is so good for me. I always like as flowers. I mean, basically, I like gardening um, because because gardening is is a good sport for uh, is is good is good sport for people's. Um, Trees. Um, personal. <laughs> and especially the flowers in the garden, yeah, which could and be. Flowers. And ladies. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Stop it. He's teasing you. He is teasing you. Not, He's not, very naughty. Not necessary. Jesse? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Abraham. <laughs> um, Abraham, what kind of gardening do you do here? Uh, 
I do, I do like uh, doing, well, not last Saturday, um, last Saturday, and then sometimes I plants, and then they, they give me free tea, free hot chocolate, <laughs> and if, you really I'm, do it? <laughs> if, if I'm lucky enough. If you're lucky enough, if you do enough hard work, then you yes, get hot chocolate. If I'm lucky enough, uh, nice. normally I have normally I have to pay for those items, like food, drinks, anything. Well, I have to pay for. Yeah. But the only thing I don't drink is alcohol. The alcohol because I'm Muslim. Mm. I'm Turkish and I'm Muslim. I don't I don't drink. I don't drink alcohol in any form. Okay. Anymore. Any yeah. Yes. Exactly. He looks so healthy. Yeah. Juliana, how long have you lived in Hackney? Tonight. I speak. No, Juliana. What? She, uh, she's, she asks you, how long have you lived in Hackney? Many years. So, can you tell me about some of the changes that you've noticed over the years? What What have you seen? Like the biggest changes that you've seen in the in the area? Dalston and all the trains in Kingsland Road. They have new transport in Kingsland. Yeah. Yes. And people are enjoying it because it helps people to commute in different area of London. So that is a good improvement and change. So that's a positive change. So actually yeah. you see the kind of the new station mm. and the transport as something mm. good. Has that made your life easier? Excuse me. Yes, yes, because I have a bus stop right in my house. So that is good. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Yes, very easy, very easy, yes, no problem. Antonio, what about you? What are the things that you've noticed that have kind of positive think, or negative? Oh, I... I don't think negatively. Maybe that might sound pretentious, because there's no yes, because there is no there is no room for that. If you if you know you got only one life and you want to enjoy, it. the the railway station as you know before you we used to say the north or the east and and the south. Now you could take a train from here to Lewisham. Yes. You know, and you could see so many so many places that. I've lived here for 50 years, and every time I'm, I'm really, you, you know, taking aback the things that I did not know before. Yes, it's been positive, you know, and and we're not isolated again. And I may it continue, you know. I just want balance that, like this place, you cannot take it from us because <laughs> even with all the things we have, the good. Things like this, it's, it's so beneficial to society and to, to everybody that can use it. Yes. Antonio, you were saying something to me earlier. Um, you are saying it's really nice that spaces like this aren't owned by anyone? Well, it, it, it shouldn't be. Yeah. It, it, it should be for everybody. Look at, you know, he's saying when he comes here, the space is there, but how much he spends in his pocket, nobody will know. He might just come here and, and just chill and don't do anything and don't buy anything. He might buy a cup of it, but nobody will know. 
but he can still come here and use this way. It's not owned by anyone. You can walk in. Look, two people came out here and they looked around and they went to the sheriff and say, asking questions. He said, we were just passing and we saw so many people coming. That, that's really good and they wanted to know. Next time when they come to <coughs> Japan, they would like to visit this place because they've seen the vibrancy of what is there and, and the things that it, people just look at them. You know, it, it's, it's, it's glaring to see that people just want to, you know, to chill. What I like about it as well is that you, you kind of can't really see it from the street. No. It's a bit like a secret garden. It, yes. <laughs> yes. And then you come in and you just say, wow, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's not just seeing. It's actually feeling. Yes. Because it does grab you in a natural and instinctive way. And this is something that I think has bowled a lot of people over. Nothing had to be promoted. It just happened quite naturally. And there are not many things or places that happens completely in that vein. So it's, it's also very well appreciated for this input. And I am aware, because I'm an older person, how important that aspect of life is. And this has been provided gratis, free for us all to come and enjoy. And at every opportunity, I will express that. Thank you. Another uh, subject that I think is kind of relevant as part of this change conversation <coughs> is, you know, in the past 15, 10, 15 years, um, there have been a lot of changes kind of globally, especially with technology and um, the way we live our lives has, has changed quite a lot. And um, so I just wanted to get your views on how you've either embraced or rejected these kind of new ways of living that we're always kind of plugged in and on machines and using okay. our phones. Newton, I know you've got something to say about that. Well, technology is something which... Um, we've gradually learned to appreciate for what is called progress. And sometimes this progress is more overwhelming than we anticipated. The progress that people look on is kind of connected to where and what it facilitates. At the moment, people might look again with that. high-rise buildings are progressive but sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't which is a natural balance and sometimes it definitely encroaches on quite a lot of things like people's lives and it makes them have to restate and to change their old concept of what their life has previously been but that's all in the mix, and we learn to accept the good part. And of course, if there's a good part, there's also a bad part. So it's, it's, as long as it's balanced, mm. we move along. Um, Juliana, we met at Hackney Stream, which was kind of helping you to learn how to <coughs> use all these kind of technological tools like phones and computers. How have you sort of dealt with those changes? Have you kind of embraced them or is it something that you've found difficult to navigate? 
No, I haven't found it difficult to navigate. What I have done is um, educate my own self about it by um, having a balance, you know, not to forget about nature, not to forget where I'm from, uh, how I am, you know, and um, use it when it's necessary, you know. So use it, you know, for... for Positively. For what about you, Antonia? Yeah, at first, you know... Um, because I thought there's no control how, you know, this is overwhelming. And, and I think it's part of what my profession, my former profession, put out there, you know, uh, about the, the, <coughs> the negative side of, of, of media. And it puts you off that your, your identity can be, you know, taking, if you put it on the internet or something, negative things, which shouldn't be. I, I believe that, you know, the media got to really teach themselves to know that the, 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 the story or anything that they have to put out there is to, for them to put it out there, to chase it and put it out there and let people make informed decisions. Like Juliana, I had to train myself that Right. This thing, when I go out, they will say, go online. And I used to fight it to say, why do I have to? Where is the choice? You're telling me to go online. I do not have no computer, I'd, but I did. I shouldn't lie, you know. And I don't want to use it because I was possibly afraid. It's, a, 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 it's not a good word. But I, I, I didn't want to open myself to it. Then I got a little tablet that I take to my bed and I know that I can read any book at all from there and I know that I can google anything. I came to stream just like Juliana and it's like another world open to me. You see you have to be measured about whatever you are doing. There must be a balance. If there is no balance it's no good and it is the it's an indictment on us if we don't take that responsibility. You've got to take it for yourself that this is it. I'm not going to put that outside. I'm not going to go on Facebook and say to me, I'm going on holiday, and then some thieves go and, and, and raid your house. You know, you, you tell everybody. You know, you've got to use wisdom. You understand? And, and that is what people are not doing. Take ownership. It's not government to 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 regulate anything for you it's you to take you tell them i'm going this i'm going that and somebody who has got bad this thing they will go in there and take everything and you say oh how did they know because you've already broadcast that you're going on holidays and they, they've they've gone to do what they do so you got to take responsibility for it it's not there will be people who will misuse and abuse this this technology but it's not for only that it's, it's to propagate I would say as my religion said the gospel of whatever is good good out there that this is it it's there you should use it in moderation you know and, and, and use your own wisdom to to, to make it work for you. That is very wise words from Antonia. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I'm interested, um, Sasha and Jess, you're 
a lot younger than all of us here. You know, you've um, you've seen obviously you've kind of been brought up pretty much with this technology at your fingertips but there have been a lot of changes over even the past five years so I'm interested to know you know what your thoughts are and and how you kind of deal with being almost having this technology as part of your lives and whether you reject there's any rejection there or whether you have to completely embrace it well I wouldn't have made it here today if I didn't have technology (laughs) so I was using the maps on my phone because I decided to cycle here Um, so it is very useful in that sense, Mm. I couldn't have cycled with a big A to Z (laughs) 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 so it can be so useful and it does make your life easier in some ways but it also is so it's too easy sometimes in a way, like you can get anything pretty much from your phone and it makes you stop doing you things. something about the A to Z? But at the same time, at the same time with your app, you could, before you leave the house, you can look it up, write it on a small piece of paper. That's what I did. That and is exactly so what I did. I have a bit of paper yeah. and I wrote down, right, I turned left on this road and then yeah, right on that road. Similar to the A to Z, you could have done yeah, the same. Yeah, I did that, but I got lost after like <laughs> 10 minutes, so I had to get my phone out. I had really good intentions. And it does, like, if like, using your phone does make you stupid, more stupid. Yes, I was going to say stupider. Yeah. Because you don't think, you don't, you can... You'd be like, oh, I'll just look at my phone because my phone will tell me rather than, oh, I'm going to actually go out myself and find my way and find a book to, that will tell me. It does, it does, it keeps you too insular sometimes. Yeah, it keeps yeah. You, so like, you could have asked someone on the street. That's right. the thing. Yeah, we yeah, used to yeah. ask people about like, where to yeah, go. Yeah, my friend has a really rubbish phone. She doesn't have a smartphone. <laughs> and if she can't find her way, she'll ask someone. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that. Well, um... <laughs> So yeah, um, as some would say, very unfortunate because I'm somewhat technologically illiterate. <laughs> but I've got the age aspect where I've experienced how to cope with life on whatever level. And even though all the opportunities are there for me to smart myself up technological wise I'll just wait and see what time does and how time will encourage or discourage me to follow what everyone is following but I'm waiting to see how technology also impacts us and if it doesn't take over and find its own way to whatever or if it doesn't shut down maybe I'll join the ranks <laughs> I work just down the road uh, at the Hackney Pirates which is a literacy charity for children so I work with 8 to 12 year olds right. and they all are on their phones all the time it's the only time that I feel old because <laughs> yeah. I can't keep up with what, you, the, what they use Yes. and my colleague was explaining it to me the other day I, I, I still say like you were saying Antonio I go online like I go on the internet yes. and that's vocabulary that's, that now is not used by children because they're on the internet all the time they're never off it yep. they're just constantly online I know from the age of three they (laughs) start and it becomes everything this is this is a bit that I'm looking at they don't know ABC and they don't know one two three everything is completely become dependent on technology and 
to me, in my old-fashioned way, I think it's dehumanized them because whereas they would be being cuddled by mommy and daddy, they are cuddling the computer. They go to bed with it from a very early stage and they grow up with that as representing something which in my world of the past was quite naturally coming from your human flesh and blood, which is your parent. But I'm still watching that space. (laughs) It's interesting because this comes up a lot when we have this conversation is around the connection that we're losing while we're supposed to be more connected, we're actually less connected. Very efficient, but we've lost we're in, losing, yeah. In, I mean, the, the, and that is a real shift, I think, in society. Yep. Is is that kind of the different kinds of connections that we have with people? And, and the thing is, I'm not too busy to not be able to notice these changes, <laughs> which are somewhat subtle, and yet, as Pauline arrives. <coughs> Even though we've given her up. There's great euphoria because Pauline has arrived on the scene. We've all been waiting for you. Yes. And here you are. No, we're here. We're here. Come and join us. Come and join us. There's a chair here. Come and join us. Um, we also have Marie who's joined us around the table. And this idea of connection is kind of interesting to me um, around your role with the garden. Oh. Um, so especially because I think this lack of connection that people are feeling due to the isolation that uh, is slightly created by being, you know, this kind of online lifestyle that we're having, but see, people seem to be craving the connection that they find in places like this. And I'd, I'd like to kind of hear your uh, observations and thoughts about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... We've talked about that quite a lot, Lucia, haven't yeah, we? Yeah. In that, um, you know, one of the, the the times when I really, really notice the way people, as you say, crave the connections is, for instance, when we have our big uh, Saturday afternoon gardening afternoon. Um, we do that every week, and it's for volunteers. And people come, and on the surface... I'm not on the surface, but it's it's gardening. People are here to garden. But my observation is people are really here to make connections, as you say, to make friends, to hang out, but through the common uh, task, if we call it that, or the common job of looking after this garden. But it's the friendships that arise out of it and the connections. And I have to say, personally, I'm never happier when I hear a whole lot of our volunteers making plans to go off and do something else another evening. Or if we're having a music night, they all come back. They're swapping emails, (laughs) swapping phone numbers, whatever. But, you know, they're making those connections and that's phenomenal and it's really brilliant because I think that the gardening kind of gives people an excuse you know to come and do something so even if you're feeling a bit shy or a bit awkward you can just come and do the gardening and then you're making the friends and then as I've said to you before Lucia you know just kind of observing in in the day-to-day of the garden here I just see people coming in to relax and then before they know where they are I think they feel so relaxed they're chatting to whoever's sitting next to them or if there's somebody doing a bit of gardening here they're 
asking about the plants and asking about the herbs and I mean I'm a gardener myself so I'm a great believer in the power of plants to help kind of break down some of the shyness <laughs> some of the barriers you know some of the tensions for sure but definitely in terms of connections and then the other thing I would say you're never, never going to stop me now but the other thing I would say is when we do cookery here that's when people really make connections as well cooking together so yeah eating so that's my first surviving <laughs> eating and cooking is always a great way great to get one. people yeah. together Antonio tell us about the um that you, you've been doing a cookery yes, course in Hackney. Hackney, um, made in Hackney, uh, courtesy of uh, 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 Lucy McNamara from uh, Hackney, Hackney Circle. Uh, a, uh, an invitation came from her to go to that place for six weeks, and last week actually we went to Abney Cemetery Park to go and do gardening and we we did some planting we took it home put it on our windowsill and we're going to harvest some salads for for you know instead of buying from bags oh. I, everything that say you you're saying resonates with my own heart yeah. that when you come it might start with something like coming to gardening but it evolves like this lady here juliana i met at one of the things that Lucia did last autumn. And now, today, I was so mightily happy to see her because I know the connection. We've exchanged numbers now that we're going to have lunch or something. That is, it's not, it's not dead. Mm. The connection is that you just get to get the right approach. You know that you don't stay at home uh, yeah. and be vegetating. Yeah. You come out and then you will find whatever you need exactly. you know you've been proactive uh, and it's good to come out and, and especially old people now there's so much for us to do I'm 70 something I don't feel like that I feel always energized because mm -hmm. I do gardening like that yeah from grand uh, what is um, ground something in Hackney they do gardening yeah they do all sorts of things it's lovely. You are in good company when you say you love that because Prince Charles talks to his plants, you know. So you are in good, we are in good company, isn't it? It is very therapeutic, I think. Oh, yeah. Very, very, sure. very therapeutic. Going in the soil and, you know, really, really yes, it's good. So the, the older people around the table... Would you like to give some advice to the younger people around the table about how to make these connections and how to maybe get off the technology and kind of open themselves up to, uh, you know, just, just yeah, you said getting out there. But, you know, I think there's, there's some wisdom here that can be shared. So I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Pauline, you... Yeah, well, good afternoon, everyone. Pauline has good joined afternoon. us just arrive. Just I'm not arrive. friendly with these bushes around me because I've got a fever. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm going to go away from it soon. Oh. The scratching and scratching all over oh, myself no. and all that. Everywhere I'm scratching. Yeah. Okay. Been sc yeah, scratching enough all day. Oh, no. Yeah, so I'm um, so... Well, the... Um, the Did you speak about... Are you speaking about uh, how to... Um, um, reconnection young people to um 
to unity, to to to, to gather. Sorry. This, I'm confused now. Sorry, I'm confused. Don't worry. Don't you, Juliana. I don't know what. Yeah, just oh. few words I want to say about it. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. But words are coming come out of my head, but don't then worry, we'll, we'll keep going. We'll keep I'll going. come back again, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come back yeah. in a second. The, Juliana, what yeah. were you going to say? I'll come back. Yeah, um, for the young people to connect with the older people, it's to, um, I don't know if you've noticed, when they're walking, they just walk with the phone in their hand like this. So if they would, you know, put the phone away and say hello to the older people. <laughs> yes. Can I come back in again, yes, please? please, do, please do. You see, when it comes to young people, young it's not all about the the technology. Yeah, young people are very very up and running. But then you see, you got the older people. You understand? Can also they're just as bit bit the same as the young people as well because they got they living a selfish life. With now young people, they could be um, selfish. But then, if, you, if we meet young people halfway, we all got to meet each other halfway. So we could, you know, I mean, you know, they, you could gain a, bit, a lot more knowledge from us, a bit of wisdom, a bit more understanding. We could have a laugh and we could have a talk with each other. We could go out together. We could sing together. We could um, eat together. We could do all sort of things together. Because I'm looking at the older people now, at today. They're also living on the technology as well because they are. <laughs> away from everybody their doors are closed everything's happening right but with me as a person I, I could not speak of myself if I'm out and about and I meet young people I'm going to go along with them This conversation is so interesting, I'm putting the mics back on again. <laughs> so please get in back in front of them. Person. When you're around um, the older and the mature one, it depends on where you are, it depends on who are these people. Because these people can make, uh, they, they could make others, older one life, a misery. Because we all haven't got the same ability, we all have got the same understanding, we all haven't got the same knowledge, we haven't got the same wisdom, okay? You'll find some, the mature people, they're full of wisdom, they're full of knowledge, they know how to speak, they know what to say, they know how to communicate with the younger generation. But the older one of today, I don't even want to be around them half of the time, I do not want to be around them. They need to stop me, they don't want to hear all this because why they've got some sort of a bitterness in them. 
You understand? The older ones. Yeah. Don't even be a bit around them. They invite me somewhere? Don't invite me, because I ain't coming nowhere. I'm not coming nowhere, man. Come on. We're going to sing a song. Yes. So everybody in this grave, is it great? Not graveyard. Grave God, Lucia. Oh. Oh. No. Oh. No. Grave Garden. Well, everybody in this curve garden, they are going to listen to me because I come to be a speaker and I'll be a speaker for every single person here today. Whether the baby, whether the animals, whether the trees, whether the flowers, whether the plant, whether people. And that's what we want. We want some light in ourselves. Don't we, people? Come on. Don't we need some light in ourselves? So we could lighten up our day, lighten up every day around us. No, we don't want the thunder because the thunder will knock us out. We want some light. <laughs> the light is the one who brings the power. Yes, people? Yep. So no, okay. it's not about our phone. Because I'm sitting looking at the phone for hundred hours. I don't even know what I'm looking for, but I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We do just have this habit of just... Taking it out and I looking don't even at know what no I'm looking reason. for. I don't even know what to do. That's I press true. button. It doesn't work. So, everybody, hello, again. <laughs> so the connections are being made. That's the important thing. Yes, I want the commission. Everybody's got to be in the con connection here because, because you see now, um, you see a lot of the the young ones are falling apart because why they're falling apart? We don't know why they're falling apart because there's too many things attracting them you know outside and it's not just the technology of the phone there's other things they they become aggressive they become um unruly they have no manners no respect there's no culture anymore but that so we need to bring something back pauline i i completely agree with some aspects of what you're saying but isn't that what your parents said about your generation i don't really know them because they passed about 49 years ago or 50 but years ago. But, you know, ago. every generation says that the generation before are unruly, you know, they've got problems, they're not the same, they're not polite. It's like no, every you, generation... No, you've got it in the wrong way around. Yeah? No, we're talking of today now. Yeah, but I'm yeah. telling you that, like, yeah. your parents probably, or your the generation of your parents said exactly the same thing. Should I bring in some generation too? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, and people. Sorry, everybody in the world. Should we bring in some generation? Well, if we can find some older older generation to talk to, then maybe we can try that. Go, Antonio, you, got, you agreed I've with me. I've got to go find what, some. What were you saying? Yes. Well, when I said unruly, I don't mean unruly by, by people. I mean, like, say, so, well, um, they need something inside. They need something. Because we have to give, don't we? Exactly. We have to give. Exactly. I just talk about the light. And because the light is the one, the light brings lightness inside us, don't we? The light help us to grow. The light help us to be, you know, um, strong in ourselves. Yes. And that's what we're looking for in everybody. Because we cannot keep saying, young, old, this. We have to work together. T together. We've got exactly. to work together. And, and Lucy, she's 95 years old. <laughs> I just have a birthday. Give her on the floor. There's no cake, though. There's no cake. Antonia, you, you are agreeing. I, I, there are some things which I agree with, but 
I don't think it all is lost. I think there is hope, and and because I have got grandchildren who are growing up, and the only thing I could see is good future for them, irrespective of what the, the you know is happening. They will make it, like you said, Lucia. Every generation have the same thing, saying this. Oh, they are bad and all the rest of it. But that is part of the passage of life. You, it has to go, you know, because things are getting better, and and the the, the stake or the way we benchmark things become harder. You understand? But I think actually, the the the. Uh, youth of today or the young people of today they have more more much more than what we had to put up with they have so much no apart from being lucky there's so much responsibility that is put on them that is there that they have to deal with you know so i wouldn't say they have it all their way you know they're learning each generation has to go through this process you know, to get to where, and for where, it, it frightens me that I see young people losing their lives through something that wasn't in my time. You you could walk and you are safe. You you could do whatever, but now you cannot. You see, there there's so much strikes, you know, against these young people that we should be, you know, encouraging them that the future is bright. And it, it, it's not lost, and that that you know there, there is hope. That is my way. I, I'm, I'm on a positive because I, I cannot do any other thing because I've got six grandchildren, and I want a good life for them. And I'm seeing the ones that are, there is one that is going to be 21 and 19, and I see how they've grown in the grace of God, how they are involved. When they were little, they hold my hand and they say, is that true, Grandma? But now they tell me things and say, where, where are you coming from, Grandma? You know, why you like? Oh, that's not the way, you know. And you embrace that. There's so much, you know, that they had to put up with that we shouldn't be, you know, putting them down, but, you know, encouraging them, you know. Yeah. And that's good. I'm happy for you that you're seeing. I've never, I'm happy for you that you're seeing grandchildren. There's many. I haven't seen any grandchildren at all whatsoever. Yeah, but you still yeah. live in a society where you can you see, be a good. blessing to people. You might not have children, you know, but I'm just saying because I have. But there are people who are doing marvelous things, using their time to help these young ones mm-hmm. to have a better life because it's an indictment on our society if we don't invest in, our, you know, our young people. Whether, you know, whatever we can do, the legacy we leave, it, it has to be sound. Yeah, Lucy. Oh, sorry, Anthony, sorry. Um, Lucy, but, but the pizza, we've got our pizza now, everybody. It's coming, it's um, <laughs> pizza. Um, We've got to add Neil, Neil, we're going to round up. I just want to ask thank you. You're very quiet. Um, I just want to ask uh, Jess and Sasha, what's the best advice that your grandparents or your elders have given you? I put you on the spot a little bit. <laughs> my, I don't know. My parents and grandparents were way more wild than me. <laughs> 
so <laughs> I could never really rebel or anything because they'd always done it first. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess just like live life. Because I, like young people, I think ev- when you're young, you expect everything to happen, and especially these days because technology makes everything happen so quickly. Mm-hmm. You expect everything to come to you like the minute that you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah, my parents definitely, maybe my grandparents as well, have taught me, or they've tried to tell me to be patient, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm trying to take that advice on board. <laughs> Someone, <laughs> someone in the past didn't actually use technology, but he used the art. And his name is Charles Dickens. And one of the main things that everybody knows about is a play that he wrote called Great Expectation. So despite however long we wait... We also know that if we are patient, everything that we would like and expect will come on stream. In today's term, it happens technologically, and it happens, a hey, presto, and it's there. Thank you. I think we're going to finish on that note, unless anyone's got anything, wise words they want to share. No, let's go. Um, Newton, are you ready? Great. So Newton is going to play us some music. Make it.